Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. Are you kidding me? Unreal! While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! All right, greetings and salutations. Uh, another episode of Fangs Up, and uh, I was listening to the coaches' show, so not even gonna lie to y'all, just gonna kind of be honest with what it is. Um, it, 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 it was, uh, but before we do all that, big shout out to HBCU Digital Network, also, big shout out Cable Busters and the Black Techies. So, um, yeah, man, just. Still, still, uh, but uh, that being said, it it's mm, that last basketball game sucked. <laughs> I know the coaches are talking about it, and uh, they, they're trying to, I guess, say something, something about it, something other than we lost and we got our butts kicked. But I mean, it kind of is what it is. I mean, got your tail kicked, and it, it just. It didn't feel good as as a fan. It was it was tough. It's tough to watch. And it, it just it wasn't it wasn't it. Like I'm just I'm not I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. That that was the first the first first I started the men's basketball. So we're gonna talk men's basketball, um, women's basketball, a little bit of football, and then the swag, y'all need to do something different. Like swag scheduling, y'all need to do something different. But before we do all that, um, go ahead get started with it. Uh, men, um, the I'll start with the men. Famu men's basketball surprised me. I, I did not. I didn't think I didn't think the game was gonna be that close. I, I thought it was gonna be close, but going in late, I didn't think it was gonna be a seven point. I thought it was gonna be like a seven. Kind of a, a deficit about where we finished is where I thought, but I didn't think we'd look at look that good, and we did. We, we looked pretty good. We looked pretty solid. Um, my biggest thing, I feel like sometimes we run a little too much of that press, uh, press defense. But again, it it is what it is. I mean, as far as just kind of being honest about what it is that that was pretty it was pretty solid my, my biggest issue and I, I said this going into the season I had a question about who's going to score we still don't know I mean it, go 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 check the Facebook go see what coach just said he just said I don't know who's going to score I'm just I'm just going to put it out there like we're still trying to figure out Who's gonna score? And we're about to go against teams who can score. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna leave it at that. Now, what we did, we did great in rebounding, like men's wise. Men's wise, we had a player with over, I think, 15 rebounds, number five. Like, and 
it was solid. Like the players seemed bought in. They were involved. They were engaged. Uh, it just, it just wasn't a game that you thought me. I'm be I'm be honest. I didn't think we win going in. And then once we came out of it, and we did, you know, we looked better. I was like, okay. Mm. We 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 still lack a big man. I still think we need a big man, but I I had some good counsel on that. Like, and it was that, you know, we've had big men in the past and they weren't that good. They were right. You're right. Uh, um, because our leading rebounder, six, seven forward. Okay. I, I'm good with that. That that, but I just think if we had a big guy, I, I I'm still hold on to that, but I do like that idea. Um but God, we can't score. Excuse that. But man, we, we can't score. It's a problem. We we have to find somebody that can score. I said we'd miss MJ. We miss MJ. Uh, listening to Coach talk, he's saying that next year's recruiting class, you got a potential score. I want to see it. I want to see it because, and we need multiple scores. We, we need two or three. Because one guy ain't going to get it done, but we'll see. And, again, that goes back to me and recruiting. I want us to get some shooters. We need some people that can score. We we got some guys that they got heart. AMU basketball, men's-wise, they got heart. They're not a bunch of quitters. They're not slouches. They got a lot of heart, but I mean, damn, they can hit some shots. They shoot better than me. I'm going to tell you that now. Glad I'm not on the team because I give you zero and zero in a couple turnovers. But that being stated, yeah, that 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 was frustrating. But we, K.J. Parker from Winter Haven, he's supposed to be a dude. So we're going to see. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, Hopefully we can get a few more. We need a few more scores. Now, with the women's basketball, I was like, bro, what the, woo, WTF was that? That was a game I thought we'd win. And we got beat by 30. And I'm not going to lie to y'all. Look, Coach Pillow, she's she, beautiful lady. It was a great view the whole game. I promise you. Uh, but, man. Um, and, and go back. Listen to the... Uh, I believe it was WTXL. I could be wrong. It was either them or WCTV. Their post-game interview. They caught. They caught up with her. And she was like, we took a step back. And boy, did we ever. Because, uh, yeah, I, I left that game like, yo, we might need a new voice. And I'm a Coach, Phil, I'm a Coach Pillow fan. And it ain't just because she's pretty. It ain't just because she looks nice. Like, I, I'm, I think X and O's wise, I'm 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 for it, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say this. That was ugly, and at times, I questioned did some of them trust the process. I, I'm I'm gonna keep it there, and in that I'm gonna fix my chair. Ah, there we go. I questioned it. And I, I sat back from me to, you can't see, but 
from me to a good arms reach over. I was there. I was at the game. Not this shirt, but you can see me right there on the bench pretty much. And I'm like, yo, what, what, what the heck is going on? Like, because it just wasn't happening. You can see a couple times Coach Pillow's like, what play is this? What are you doing? That's not a play we run. That's not anything we do. That's not what I teach. And it, it just, I, I was like, okay, cool, because I thought it was just me. And I appreciated that she was still coaching. Like, get mad at her. Be upset with her. You're supposed to be mad at getting your butt kicked by your rival. But the other part of that was the, and I mentioned what felt like sometimes a lack of trust was they weren't running the right plays. And we took contested shots. And it wasn't just me, you, the fan that saw it. Coach saw it. Like player after player comes to the bench and she's like, what are you shooting that for? Why are you shooting it there? That's not something we teach. Why are you throwing the ball? I, I promise you, if I had a, a good $50 bill for every time, Coach Pillow said, no more cross-court passes. Look, I could have got a nice hotel at the Ritz-Carlton, like, and ran off on the plug twice. I'm just saying, like, Coach Pillow, she said it out of her mouth. No more cross-court passes. Like, because... I mean, that guard Cookman had number one. Old girl came to play. Like, she was a stud. No, like, no, like, weird meaning about that. Old girl was, like, a baller. Like, she was good. And she ain't big. Like, Honey Child's all of, like, five foot four. But she was, she left it out there. And, I mean, girlie had, like, a good, I mean, I didn't. Okay, I didn't calculate the stats. I helped with them. But um, she probably had a good six, seven steals. I, di I didn't go back and double check because that's the kind of butt whooping you are glad to forget. I'm glad it's over because I left that gym looking like, bro, what the, what, woof. what are we doing? <laughs> but you could see at times the buy-in was missing. There was a, we're losing this game and I'm going to go do what I want to do. We're going to freelance. We're going to figure this out. We, we know this better than coach does. At least that's what I felt. But man, it just, it didn't work. And then some, some of the players got frustrated. Like real, just be honest with y'all. Just coach had to have like a one, two tough conversations with a few ladies like, yo, uh, -uh. <laughs> not going to happen, Captain. And it was like, dang, okay, all right. So it was what it was. It was an ugly defeat. And, uh, man, the attendance there, tragic, tragic. I ain't going to lie. That, that first attendance for the women's game was on me. I said a nice 1,500 being nice. It might have been 1,500. And I was looking at, well, the gym seats, 10,000. Okay, we might have 15. I mean, it, it might have been close to a thousand, but now the men's game, you, you might have had about three. I'm being nice, about 2,500. But at the same point, like, 
that's the SWAC's fault. That's either the SWAC, the athletic director, or a mixture of the two's fault. You can't do that. Like, I'm sorry. You just can't do that. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it out here because this, I want to give Ken Riley his moment. And otherwise, I'm going to say his name, football, and run over it. Swag's got to do better with that. Like, I I saw where Herb Seward pointed out and uh, my HBCU digital brethren, Herb Seward of the Black Techies. Swag Swag needs a network. They do. I, 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 I hear, I hear you. But why? You, you, you've got this thing with HBCU Digital Network and you've pretty, pretty much washed your hands of this problem. But I'm going to say it. The SWAC needs a network because, and it's not just because the SEC has a network, but one of the things they do with SEC Network, if the game's not on primetime, it's on SECB. So it could at least be on the Digital Network. And it's all in one place. It's not. I have to go through 12 different live streams to find one game. Maybe six. That's stupid. It's, it's, it's asinine at the least. And completely irresponsible at the most. You should have a central location where all your fan base can find your content. Period. Like, let, like let, let's fix our chair one more again. And I'm, I promise you, I'm going to buy a little pump. I knew a little whatever for this chair. But it makes no sense that FAMU is playing Cookman. Our biggest rival, and even Coach McCollum just said, we missed out on a lot of money. You did, because you had a hot 3,000 there for the whole night. That game, normally, you're talking at least double that. When FAMU basketball sucks, like, when we're bottom of the conference, they're bottom of the conference, you get a good crowd for that one. The SWAC needs to have that never happen again. If you're going to open up the conference, give us somebody that nobody's going to see. Respectfully, send us Prairie View, send us Valley, send us Pine Bluff, anybody but BCU to open the conference when no students are around. And that's not a slight on those programs. That's to say, nobody's coming to that game. Period. The students might be there. The faithful few might be there. But you're not going to get that number of Oh, S, we're playing BCU. Oh, come on. We got I gotta come to I gotta come to the game just to be a hater. Like, I cannot let the opportunity pass for me to cheer for FAMU when we're playing our arch rival. Like, I went to work today, yesterday, in fact. And the man, I only saw one cook my night. And the first thing he he said, <laughs> we kicked y'all ass, didn't we? Yeah, you did. And I was there. Oh, you was there? You witnessed that? I did. Both games. And I couldn't say nothing. I couldn't say Florida Classic this, Florida Classic that, because we just got beat by 30. And we got swept for the night. Florida Classic, we beat them in the Classic. 
the boy just laughed. And that's about how it is. It, it like, just saying, that can't happen. The SWAC needs a rivalry week for every sport, especially the potential revenue producers. That's football, basketball, maybe baseball and softball. But you need rivalry week in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. On one day, and you can have it that week, doubleheaders. Not even doubleheaders, but twice in the same week, your schools play each other. If you want to spread it out, spread it out. But rivalry week. Have one week that's set aside where we're going to match up Gramlin and Southern in basketball. Fam, you and Cookman in basketball. Like Alabama State, Alabama a and and run that. Run that all week. It ain't got to be Monday through Friday, but run it. Like the games are normally either Saturday, Sunday, sometimes midweek. Do that and have it sponsored by Cricket, Pepsi, whoever else the heck you want. But that should never happen where no students are in town. It's a holiday. And FAMU and Cookman are playing each other at the Lawson Center. Hate to break the news. Lawson Center sits about 10,000. We had three there. I'm being nice. That means you lost out on a normal crowd that would at least half fill the gym. Cookman's arena seats about two, maybe three. And it's at the end of the season. You, they might pack that out. You lost revenue. Just saying, like, at a certain point, make it make sense, son. Like, put these games where somebody's going to watch them. The SWAC Media Network. Okay? HBCU Go. The Grio. Like, you got a partnership with freaking CBS. Put them on CBS whatever that's only reserved for the military and the American Athletic Conference. But don't do that ish again. Like, don't sit up here and give me fam, you and Cookman, week one, January 1st. Ain't no students on close to campus. Like, come on, man. That was a lost opportunity. And it keeps happening. It's like a reluctancy to take advantage of not just the moment, but the platform. You have the biggest historically black conference, period. Every large HBCU. Okay. The second, sometimes third largest, is in your conference. Like, among the top 10 largest HBCUs, you got at least half of them. At least. Maybe over half. You don't have AT, you don't have Howard. I'm just saying, how can you not see that? How can you not see that you can put this program on TV and export it to other places? And guess what looks good on TV? A full gym. It's not just about advertising for FAMU. It's not just about promoting our brand. 
It's about promoting the swag. The Acadome looks really good at Alabama State if it's full. It Southern Alabama State have like freaking coliseums. They look good when they're full. Alabama AM has a brand new gymnasium. It's not huge. But put that game in a rivalry week when the students are on campus. It looks good. Like at a certain point, you got to stop just saying that with a swack or the MIAC. Because I, I believe Dr. McClellan understands that this is a mid-major conference. It's probably the worst mid-major conference in all of basketball, but it's a mid-major conference. At a certain point, you got to take advantage of these opportunities to not only make money, but to promote the brand and to consistently promote it and to promote it across platforms. I love Facebook as much as you do. This is being live streamed on Facebook, Twitter. But guess what? This, it's, it's only going to do so much if we can't get it in front of more eyeballs. You, you have to take advantage of the fact that you have those partnerships to get this in front of as many eyeballs as possible. And I don't think the SWAC's doing that. I just don't. Why aren't these games on ESPN? You got a, you, you got a partnership with them, right? I mean, I'm just saying. I'm not going to turn it into my girl Yard Talk right now because <laughs> Yard Talk be whooping y'all tail on that. But real talk, if this is a real partnership, why aren't more of these games on there? Why are they streaming on Facebook? Why are they streaming on YouTube at best? I mean, because the games that are on HBCU Go, that are on the grill, they look great. Give, give HBCU Digital an opportunity. Like, give some of these other companies a chance to market your product, to, to put your product in front of more eyes because it's mutually beneficial. It helps us get our name out there and it helps you get in front of eyes. Like, honestly, at a certain point, you got to start realizing just saying, I'm going to wash my hands and give it to somebody else ain't the way. Like, even the smallest of brands started out, a lot of them started out with just something online. You watch it, you don't watch it. But if it's only on a Facebook page, then you're only going to hit the people that are following that Facebook page. Whereas if we can get this on a network and now you get the SWAC promoting it. You get the schools promoting it. It gets out there. So, again, I'm just going to fight needs a rivalry week for every sport. Football, baseball, all, you need that because you have it for football. In November, you got the Florida Classic. You got the Bayou Classic. Rivalry week, Turkey Day Classic. Like, literally, within a good two-week period, you have all your major rivalries except for the Magic City Classic. Do the same thing for basketball and baseball. Like, and furthermore, if you really want to make it really cool for baseball, especially that kind of weird time of year, put have a preseason baseball tournament and put it at a decent baseball facility. 
you have all these minor league baseball places, especially in the South, or places that used to have minor league baseball. Send it there. Cookman has good facilities. They're just far. But the baseball stadium in Pensacola, I'm just saying, the views, that would be pretty nice. I'm just saying, a baseball classic between FAMU, Alabama State, you can include South Alabama. Just saying. Maybe even, you know, go get, if you just want to keep it all HBCU, go get Valley, Alcorn. Just saying. Have it as something that, that's a three-hour drive for every school. Have some, try to invite some scouts there. It's at a major league, minor league facility, the Blue Wahoos. But again, I start thinking outside the box like that. Like have something going and make it an event. Start selling it as Robbery Week in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Because that's what ESPN does. Robbery Week. Everything they say, Robbery Week. And then they send you here. Robbery Week. They send you there. Like, Robber, like that's it. Why can't you do the same thing or something similar? Because they're stealing your idea. Because I bet what they're not going to do is not show halftime again. They realize, these people realize, halftime and HBCU band material is so valuable. I will give it its own stream on our platform. And I'm going to give y'all a talk some on that because I was, I'm with her on that. I said it. We're giving away free band content. Why? It's marketable. It's making YouTube millions, undoubtedly, just in ad reads. Just you want to watch the hundred, you watch the band. There you go. But the swag ain't seeing a dime, and you're not gonna see a dime if you don't get your own. Why are they gonna pay you when I I can go through somebody else? when you probably can claim some type of ownership to the rights. I'm just saying. So those that's kind of my kind of gripe there. Um, like at least have it there. Now I'm going to finish off family football. We got great news in spite of what's been going on in Cincinnati. Ken Riley is a finalist. It's late. It's late. It should have happened. He should have seen this. But I digress. He, yeah. In an era where we're talking about the most braggadocious corner and his effect on the swag, we're not talking about a humble corner and his effect on FAMU. Ken Riley was not Dion. He wasn't. He was different. But what he did left an impact. We talk about the prime effect in HBCU sports. What about the Riley effect at FAMU? Let me, let me, let me come back and tell you why. Ken Riley, probably one of my least favorite FAMU football coaches, but my absolute favorite FAMU athletic director. And that includes Tiffany Don Sykes. And y'all know, whew, that, that, that's, that's, that's my... That's my AD right there. Ken Riley left FAMU with a surplus. Like, FAMU had not a balanced budget, a 
Arsenal Plus. Championship quality product. We're playing. We are playing Georgia Southern, who eventually goes Division One. We're playing Troy, who eventually goes Division One, and we're not playing them at Troy all the time. They got to come to brag sometime. Like I'm just saying, go back and go look at the Ken Riley era, and see some of the major strides. Family women's basketball wasn't terrible. It was decent. Men's basketball is about to have a come up not long after Riley. I'm just saying. For everything we talk about with the prime effect and what it did for the swag, which I'm I'm a bush of bubble. He didn't change that much. What he did, what prime did, he took the example and the ideas of other schools and brought them to Jackson State. Go watch it. You can argue with your mama. I'm not going to argue with you. But he took great ideas. And then he made, he brought them. And he applied them to where he was at. That's the benefit of being around smart people. But Ken Riley comes to FAMU. Leaves after a football coaching career that was not spectacular and becomes our best athletic director ever. I'm just saying. The baseball program was the baseball program. I'm pretty sure you actually get a baseball stadium while Kim Riley was there. Because previously, we weren't. We'll leave that where it is. We weren't. Let's just say we weren't at more Kittles Field. You hate it as much as it is. It's better than what we had. We were still at Gaither. But Gaither wasn't a bad gym for that program at at that time. Bragg was Bragg. But you had a really good time where your program was profitable. I believe we still had tennis. You still had family swimming. You had sports. And you were making money. And even after Ken Riley leaves FAMU, we still benefited. We ate off of some of that. We literally, it took us to get into a pretty much a TV contract, a BMF, all that money, and go Division One, and F it up. But we had a surplus. And so... To have a quiet person who quietly came in and changed his university for the better, then retires and then goes back home and changes his local, his home area in Polk County for the better, finally get his just due, potentially get his just due. I think it speaks to the difference between what we've seen at FAMU and our counterparts. We're we're braggadocious as a fan base. And I ain't gonna lie, Willie Simmons shoe game, he bragging. My coach steady letting you know, you ain't got these. But on the field and in person, Coach Simmons is classy. And I'm not just saying that because he gave me a little dap up. What's up? How you doing? And it wasn't a dap. It was like, hey, what's up, Coach? How you doing, buddy? What's up? How's it going? But Coach Simmons is this. He's real, 
and on field and post game, he's very humble. We almost saw we saw the difference in a lot of areas, but in the words of Joe Bullard, the difference is clear, and it's been clear. And one of the differences goes back to Ken Rodgers and the quiet, the rattler, but the quiet corner who, if a lot of us didn't tell you about what he did as a corner, you'd be like, oh, he played for the Bengals. And some of that is because he played for the Bengals. Think about it like this. In today's day and time, yeah, the Bengals just left the Super Bowl. But the Bengals been butt cheeks for a long time. Ken Riley doesn't complain. He doesn't fuss about it. He doesn't demand a trade. None of that. He just goes out there. He does his job to the best of his abilities. A converted quarterback. Ken Riley played quarterback at FAMU. Converts the corner and blows the NFL away. In a position that wasn't his natural position. Again, a quarterback converts to cornerback and leaves a mark where, as you saying, he should be in the Hall of Fame. So I want to make sure I gave Kim Riley his due. I always will. I told y'all, not my favorite family football coach, but my favorite family athletic director. I'd probably say uh, 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 Willie Simmons, Billy Joel, probably my favorite family football coaches from my era. Again, I, I can't go back to really Rudy Hubbard and Jake Gaither. It's always going to be a Gaither spot there. But I can't cheer and celebrate what I didn't see as well as I can celebrate what I saw and what I witnessed. So that being stated, y'all, um, hopefully FAMU is going to play Southern. And I forgot to say, I think we're going to lose both games. I'm sorry. I, I can lie to you or I can tell you the truth. We're not going to win them games, in my opinion. I want to, though. Don't ever think me saying I don't think we're going to win is me saying I don't want to win. That's a whole different ball game. I want to kick Southern's butt all over the court. But based on what I saw at the Lawson Center, and I was there, I'm a little deterred. My, my That optimism I had kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, especially for the women's team. I'm like, man, dang. Man, I'm a little hurt. Like, my coach is cute. My coach is pretty. She's she a nice looking lady. But right now, my confidence is shook because I saw some steps back that had me kind of annoyed, perturbed. The USF, I was expecting that. I was okay with it. I got I got there late and I was like, we're already losing. I'm gonna stay for it though. But to be start to finish and kind of see how our girls quickly left the plan. They got me now with the men's. I got hope, but I just seen what Southern is done. So I'm going to be a realist at all times. So, all right, y'all, I'm going to let it go before I get on some random tangent other than, you know, that last little segment there talking about going back to my predictions for the game Sunday. I look forward to being back here. Uh, Hopefully, we get some wins against them Jaguars. Y'all know that that's another rivalry. Like, there are rivals in football and bands. We'll see about other sports. Baseball, too. I'm tired of losing them in baseball. They get on my nerves. But 
as always, big shout out to HBCU Digital Network. This is home. Check out Herb Seward and the Black Techies. Also, check out his basketball spaces. Herb is a basketball aficionado. Like, I, I, I'm not a basketball X's and O's guys. I'm more of a, all right, I'm picking up, I'm seeing this. You need to move the ball, this, 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 and the third. But I'm not, I'm not as strong in basketball as I am in football. But Herb is. Herb is. Check him out. Uh, the brother, is, he writes columns for uh, on basketball as well. So check him out. And the Black Techies. I, I look, look, her. I, I got the new phone. I got the new iPhone, Herb. Sorry. Uh, so, but that being stated, uh, go check us out, man. HBCU Digital Network. This is home. It's the fangs up pocket, y'all. So, as always, y'all know what it's going to be. It's going to always be fangs up. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now, let's get it started. While our HBCUs are mostly known for an